we've been in business a little while now. We've been shipping headphones over 10 years. So with that, we managed to get our fair share of negativity and negative reviews. And it kind of is always a curious thing. And I would imagine other people are wondering, what does it matter? How does it affect us? What do we think about the negativity? What do we think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, try not to. That's one, one, <laughs> that's one method. Yeah. Not sure it's the most practical. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes negative things, negative reviews, negative comments can be constructive. So yeah. you got to look at you got to look right. at it and say, well, is it is is the negativity accurate? First of all, is it or is there, you know, is it something that we should address? Are they accurate in, their, in this negativity or is it right. or is it just that particular individual? Because yeah. you know, you, you one thing I could think of like when you look at someone says something negative, you don't go changing the company because of it. You don't completely eliminate a product because of it. You don't, you know, wipe out a design because of it. You look at it objectively and go, "Wow, is that negativity warranted?" and then if if so, you know, what's what's is there is this something we need to address now, later, whatever? Right. You know? I think here's the first thing to always consider. Whenever you have a company trying to do things, like we're trying to make high-end headphones, you got to assume typically people have positive intents with these things. And I think in our case, that's definitely the circumstances. We have a group of people that are trying their best to produce a good product, a good headphone, and they want it to be all the things. They want it to last a long time, be as inexpensive as possible, be as good as possible, all the things, right? Of mm -hmm. course. Now, obviously, there's constraints around that, and it makes it hard to do, and you don't always win everyone. And everyone's aware of that. I think, especially as an engineer, I think we tend to be very rational and realistic about these things. We tend to be overly cautious. Well, we certainly in our designs are covering as many bases as we right. can think of, as many We're thinking, possible how can angles. this go wrong? How can we stop it yeah. from being an issue? Right. And, and so, as time went on, as time goes on, of course, we get better and better at that because yeah. all that is hindsight. All the things that were an issue are no longer an issue. Right. <laughs> they were solved. But with that, what that means is, especially if you're actually designing and manufacturing the thing, the most important feedback by a mile is negative. Positive feedback is almost worthless because then it says, yeah, everything you thought was right, you were right. You know, it just reaffirms and revalidates your, your thoughts, your feelings. Well, we like to that. hear a positive. That's right. nice to hear, obviously, mm -hmm. but it doesn't provide you with that iteration. It doesn't provide you with any step to move forward. And that's, of course, always the goal, to improve. So negativity is phenomenal in that sense. I think a lot of people feel that way. You see a negative thing, you say, okay, they could take that. They could improve their product. They could iterate and make it better. And that's true as long as the person that's making this negativity understands everything that's going on, right? Because a lot of times there's things that are unspoken, unknown, and you don't know all the Well, data. they have to understand the design philosophy for one, and, uh, you know, because they may be picking on something that was meant to be that way. Right, You know, Sometimes, I yeah. mean, it was made to be that way, and mm. maybe, it, maybe it ain't right for you, but it's the way the thing was designed to be, right. yeah. you know, so. <laughs> there's one you know. example that just keeps coming up that I was thinking about, and that's, um, like when uh, they launched the uh, yoke steering wheel in Model S, and they knew people, you know, it was going to be polarizing and everything. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the, obviously, they had the ability to make a, they had the technology to make a round. Well, it's like an right? indie car type. Yeah, product. right. Yeah. And they had they had reasons why, you know, it could be a good thing, and you know, they. But in the end, after what was it, a year or two, they well, finally, know. you know, like, all right, fine. We'll give you the option to get around. Oh, so yeah, they right. finally cave to uh, yeah. <laughs> all the negative negativity around the. Uh, I mean, we get that because we're kind of yeah. like that too. We're trying to be more cutting edge on certain facets of mm -hmm. headphone design, and it's misunderstood. 
it many can times be. it's misunderstood. Right. I, you you got to get that, you know. The hard thing is you always are trying to do your best to make the best product. I think that's the case for most companies. And inevitably, there's always some misunderstanding. And it could be that you didn't understand your consumer. It could be you didn't understand your manufacturing process. It could be the consumer doesn't understand the product. Or maybe they thought it was something different than it was because of how it was marketed. I think what it, usually what I see is people are accustomed to a certain thing, the way, a way, the way certain things are done. They're just well, accustomed yeah. to it. So now when you yeah. break away from the norm, as a design or as a manufacturing process or whatever, right? Yeah. They're looking at it as, well, this isn't what I'm used to. This is what I'm accustomed to. And that could be construed as a negative. Right. But the reality is maybe you just got to get used to that. Maybe it's better. Maybe you don't know it's better until you live with it for I a mean, while. I mean, that happens a lot. You know? You know, where things are like, in its day, we're hated. And then 100 years goes by and everybody's like, this is good. how everything is now. Yeah. And uh, you didn't realize that there was a point where when that first came out, everybody hated it. It's like... Um, when uh, like the, the split window Corvette in the '60s came out, everybody hated it because like, well, it obstructed your um, uh, your view. Yeah, I, you right. know, it was worse. It was a small window right. to begin with. Yeah, and then they, so so people were converting them in the day to like the prior year to a full size window. Yeah. And now they ruin the value of those vehicles because now everybody wants it. It's coveted. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> rare. rare. Yeah. It's rare because so. nobody wanted it. Yeah, right. Nobody bought it, right? That's <laughs> right. the thing that nobody tells now you about. Now it's the coolest thing since yeah, sliced bread. Yeah, now you bread. want one. And yeah. that's the issue. You get that. And especially if you're designing the product, you tend to be well aware that this is the case, that humans are intrinsically going to have a bias to keep things the same, almost always. You see something new, and the first reaction is always, oh, I don't want that. So it's hard to know, is this actually a step forward? Because you're always expecting the negativity out the gate. And occasionally, people fade into, actually, this is great. So it's hard to know, like, where's the balance? How do I know how, how much I could shift things and have it be received well? I know when we first, our first model was the AB1266, right? Yeah. It was completely different than anything else. And I mean, that was like a full out first year of negativity for starting a new business. It was just, people uh -huh. were just brutal with it. They go, oh, you know, torture device. We know everyone knows the saying out of it. Of but, it's like, but, you know, once they started realizing how it worked right. and why it was made, which took a few more years, right? <laughs> why it was made. And of course, back then, too bad we didn't have a YouTube channel to explain this stuff like we did now. But, you know, there's, there's a whole design philosophy around the lack of clamping force, which is, there's not a lot of ways to do that. You know, you've, Not really, you've no. got to have a horizontal bar <laughs> to bring the speakers down and hold it on your head. Yeah, or some sort of like grabbing. pad that pushes it off or something. Yeah, right. So, you know, bottom line is there wasn't a lot of ways to do that. And we just, that happened to be our design of choice. And I mean, part of it was to, to get attention and it worked really well. We got negative and positive attention, but we got a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. So it actually launched the Abyss brand, so to speak. And it was done purposely on, on, a, on a lot of respects. So, you know, it, it didn't. It was so. Even the negativity is what I'm saying, can be positive. So that's you know? sort of the thing, and I think there's a lot of points here. So initially, um, when we started shipping things, occasionally you see people talking negative about things, and I always try to figure out the reasoning behind why people would say what they say. Because sometimes they're saying this because they didn't understand the product, and that's potentially a failure on our end or the dealer's end or someone because they didn't explain it, they didn't describe it, they didn't tell them what they're doing, right? Maybe the literature doesn't describe it, whatever, right? Or it could be that the product has an issue, right? You've got to consider all the, the facets around it because a lot of times what people say, positive or negative, is missing things. There's a lot of components missing and you need to kind of figure out why well, they're guess, saying I this. guess, yeah, you can get that because they only, you know, people only construe the, the, the final, whatever it is they're commenting about, positive or negative. They don't, they don't know the steps 
involved in getting to that finished product or why it was made the way it was made. So I get, I get that, you know, and I mean, you see this from everybody and, and, you, and it's the same with positives too, really. I mean, it's not just negatives. Oh, absolutely. You know, people so love the shit out of things and other people hate it. No, yeah. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with anything, right? It could be, you know, the turtle on the, uh, <laughs> yeah. engraved on the headband or so to speak, you know? So yeah, you know, it, it's, it's funny, but I mean, you know, in general though, I mean, I think, I think, you know, what we found over the years with the headphones is, is is positive and negative all turn out to be attention for us. It gets attention to us. Mm -hmm. We seem to be mentioned a lot in terms of the high end of headphones everywhere in positive and negative sides of the spectrum. It's a little you surprising because you, know? you would think externally that, oh man, somebody said some negative thing about this. That must be bad for the company. It really isn't usually. You look at, the, this is no. the case for almost every company. It takes a lot for it to actually matter. Usually, especially when it's a small company, negativity ends up being positive, which is very interesting, but it's almost always the case. Well, remember when the uh, f first iPhone came out and how negative everybody was? It's like, yeah. who's going to, I mean, and all the other, that was the other thing. All the you other, like Steve Ballmer. Yeah, all the, about all the it. phone companies were like, who's going to buy a $600 phone and all that? Yeah, right. And now nobody thinks anything, $600, that's like that's mid range cheap. now. Yeah. yeah. But at the time, like your uh, all your legacy um, well, your price, phone manufacturers were like nobody's going to buy well, that. Well, price is an easy thing to bash. Yeah, you know you see that all the time. In fact, that's probably the most negativity we see about our products is people bashing prices. Well, the curious you know? thing is people don't always look into these things, but a lot of times the reason why people are attacking the product is because of the price. But the thing that gets me is they don't say it's because of the price, and they may not be consciously aware of it, but. A lot of times you'll see people arguing online like they like doing, and they'll say, oh, I hate this, I hate that, I hate that. And then you start digging into some random stranger comes on and starts fighting back and forth with them. And it always <laughs> comes out that the reason why they don't like it is because they can't afford it, it's too expensive, they don't think that it's worth it, or yeah. they think the company's making too much money because they're selling it at this price that's and a, that's whatever. A tough, that's a tough thing to understand because, you know, in our market segment, um, you know, we're making a very high-end product, mm -hmm. and it is going to be expensive. We're not, we just, unfortunately, we weren't in the business of designing low-cost headphones. It just isn't what we do. And, you know, we're trying, we're looking at that end of it to see what we could do, but, you know, the thing is, you're making, we're making product here, we're machining it here, it's a low-volume business, and it's a niche, and, you know, it's not, it's not Beats. It's just not, and, you know, I mean, you could, probably make a model set that's called not beats and <laughs> well the silly thing is it's not across it's not the high market. end it's almost universally the case there is very little money in the expensive products which is curious because they're the ones that get all the negativity right high price point people say oh they must be making a killing people making a killing are the beats and yeah. the stuff so in the consumer low end <laughs> yeah, price points yeah in fact anyone want to check on what they at. sold that company yeah. for to apple <laughs> right you don't see any of us high end companies well, selling for billion? crazy numbers oh it was it was in the billions i think i can now i can't remember the number it's been so long it was a lot yeah, yeah. it was a lot and it that was, was before they sold it to apple now it's obviously it was more. a ridiculous number but yeah, yeah. maybe it was 3 billion yeah, but look how I many look how many headphones they make now yeah right like you put it on a chart they're like almost all of them. We're not even on that chart, even if we were like displaced. Not even close. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, not even. We're in the we're in the what would you call it? The the lowest possible volume segment there is is where us high end guys are. And uh, but you know, but yet the, 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 that's the thing, right? But anyway, enough. We've done videos on this before. Enough concentrating yep. on price. But that that I think you're right though. It tends to be where people do focus the most on is the price. You know, and it oh for this price it should do this or it mm -hmm. should do that, and it's like well that's that 
that's not really isn't how it works. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, cars don't fly for a reason because they're cars. Right. Sports cars don't drive off-road because they're sports cars. Well, and some just, do. Just because, but just because there's a price involved doesn't mean it's supposed to do something or well, not do something. The curious thing about that you know? point is people will commonly say that at this price it should do this, it should have that, or whatever. That's fine. That's potentially valid criticism. However, a lot of times there is a product that already exists that does that. So it's kind of it's like this weird thing. If you're designing a product, should you make a product that's very similar to another product? Does that make sense to design? If you're talking low volume, relatively low margin, not huge number of profits, why would you make a product that already exists? Right? right? Like it does. There's there's competition there. Right. Whereas if you make a product that's different, you're offering something that provides, I think, more value to the consumer. It's unique. Right. Well, it seems I, to be more rational. The example I always remember, like like when DVD players started to get hit high, high volume, you know, like everybody had one, yeah. they're million, selling millions of them, they're like $30. It right? took a while. Yeah, but once it got there, the higher end in DVD players you went, the less features they usually had. Yeah. The, the, the cheap ones had all, they would play any format, right? there Because they, they were producing them at such a volume and they just were keeping up with all the latest stuff where the highest end stuff was way more expensive, but it would just play DVDs, right? It wouldn't play any of the new formats. Or CDs. Because they were just focused on making the video look better, and that was all they cared about, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, they focused on the video circuitry, you know, better power supplies, less noise. Instead of just The things that actually cost more to produce the hard stuff (laughs) is in the box. But see, people don't see that. They see the box. And it puts out video, yeah. and they connect it to a screen, and lo and behold, it works just like everything else. Because I mean, yeah, I had I had a relatively expensive uh, Yamaha uh, DVD player back then, and it's like it, it would get frustrating because like oh, I wanted to play like other formats and stuff, and like this twenty dollar one could do it, right? <laughs> it's sort of an issue though because that's mostly marketing, and that's where a big discrepancy comes in. You will get something like computer parts or something that like SSDs is a great example. People will buy SSD based on the read-to-write speeds. That's mm-hmm. the maximum amount of data you could put in or out of the drive. But those are so incredibly misleading, almost useless numbers mm-hmm. because they only work in narrow circumstances. A lot of times, it only work for 10 seconds or something. Well, the best-case scenarios. Right. Yeah. And if you write to it continuously like we do for our video editing computer over here, we're, like, we're writing at 2.4 gigabytes per second the whole time we're recording this. If you do that kind of throughput on a, on a modern SSD, even if it says 7,000, It'll give up, and it won't be able to handle that after 30 seconds or something. And they don't tell you that. Right. And you can make a product that handles that, but the numbers are typically lower. Like, these drives only do 1.4 gig a second. So you look at the numbers, you say, oh, it's worse. But for this, it's better. So there's always, like, these kind of behind-the-scene things where people are trading this off for that. And it's hard to advertise this because somebody already advertised it misleading. Well, that's why, like, we always recommend to people, you know, if you're going to get it to go in the higher end of things, you kind of got to live with it for a while. Like, you know, people judge things at, in 15 million increments and call it a day or yep. whatever it is. Or, you know, and I, oh, I tried it, it sucks. Or uh-huh. I tried it, it's great. It's like, you okay. Get a lot of those. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it could go either way, right? Uh-huh. But it's like, the ones that suck are like, well, but did you do? Did you know that it did this? Did you know that you could adjust? Did you know? And they're like, invariably, it's like, oh, no, I didn't know you could do that. It, it's not a simple tool. It's not a hammer. It's not a screwdriver. You know, it's more of a complex thing you're dealing with because it interacts with you your environment, like I'm talking about headphones, something like that is very complicated. It interacts with the system, your music, you know, it's a complex system where, you know, a f- 
you take a flat blade screwdriver, right? Aside from it not breaking and being the right size for the screw you're turning, it's, it's a, a little easier tool, to evaluate. Right? Mm -hmm. It's easy to understand. Okay, you can uh, you could judge the grip of it. You know, there's, it's a simple thing, right? Mm -hmm. I get I get all that. You know, we've got Linus with LTT with his. They made the ratcheting yeah. screwdriver. Well, ratcheting. Yeah, changes the game. Yeah, well, but that thing's been. But I mean, even then, like you know, they, they made. I think they made videos about you know taking shit for an expensive screwdriver, which is doesn't relatively speaking, anyone buys. For his audience, yeah. is a very expensive <laughs> screwdriver, right. but yeah. yeah, compared to high end screwdrivers, it's not expensive. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and they made a pretty nice screwdriver, right? Apparently. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't use that stuff, so, you know, I don't do drafting screwdrivers, so no. I don't care. I got a Phillips bit chucked in my no. drill. <laughs> but it's always like that. And but, see, yeah. there, he does take a lot of negativity for that. Yep. And the question is, does it affect sales? Yeah, it probably and helps them if you had it to guess. It probably helps. That's the funny yeah. thing. Yeah. Almost always it helps. Yeah. Well, when I watched the video, it was nice because they, they compared it to other screwdrivers in the field. And I have a Williams ratcheting screwdriver, and it was like, oh, he, he it was in there. So it was compared right to his. I'm like, eh, in the end, they're like, eh, they're pretty close, and it's like twice the price. So, eh. overall, if we summarize things, does it matter when people say negative things? Does it impact us? Does it hurt us? Does it hurt our feelings? And I would say, sort of yes and no. Of course, we always try to improve the products, right? We want to deliver the best user experience, the best product, the lowest, everything we want it to be the best, right? Of course. However, a lot of times the negativity actually ends up helping, which is very curious. Well, the easy, and a lot of times it's because of a misunderstanding or a misconception that they have about the product. Well, the easy thing is that there's a couple things that are at play there. One is, you know, a lot of people are smarter than these reviewers or whoever are being negative about it are. You know, they 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 read between the lines. Yeah. You know, a lot of them, a lot of people own the stuff and are like, well, what the hell is like, he talking about? You know, yeah, it's people like people chiming in that actually <laughs> use it. Yeah. Yeah. So technically in that sense, he's looking making themselves, you know, you if you want to be really negative, you're kind of making yourself look if you bad. go too far, right. it's just you know, yeah, because yeah. it's like, well something's wrong here. It's pretty obvious, you know. Yeah. And it's it's the same when people talk about all full positive gushing reviews. Right. It's the same deal. Same like, thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is perfect. Something's wrong right. here. Oh, yeah, they must right. be paying them, you know, blah, yeah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, we don't pay reviewers. We've never paid a reviewer. <laughs> no, we've never had to. 30-some years that I've been doing this, you know, with the, through, the, through the whole time, we don't pay well, people. I guess I should add to that. We get contacted all the time, like all companies do. To like sponsor companies and yeah, right. channels and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a lot of companies that reach out to us to do it. that yeah. say, "Hey, do you want to pay for a review?" Is effectively what they say, but the number is always ridiculous. It's always like ten, twenty, fifty thousand well, for a meaningless review. Well, that and the people that are asking for this are really not relatively right. small channels. They're not. We know that the results ain't going to happen. You're going to pay for something and not get results. Right. So yeah, the bottom we line. We have never is, paid for a review. Yeah, we don't Although, pay people I don't know if for people reviews. Would trust that. Yeah. You don't need to. Yeah, right. It's ridiculously really expensive. Well, the thing is, is we've got way more people asking to review our stuff than than we than we can send product out for. I mean, the reality right. of it is, the majority of the product is sold. It's not. We don't send 50 pieces out for review. Those 50 pieces have names on them already. You know, and well, it's so, kind of funny because it's almost counterintuitive, but the people that send out just flood reviewers with units, those are the people that are typically making money on the product. They're making a lot of money. Well, can afford and they can afford to on, dump all these units out, over, which yeah. is funny because the consumer side is kind of sort of the opposite. It's almost right. always the case. Well, I mean, that's, you know, and I get that. I get that because they are used to, you know, beats coming on a pallet from, right. from, China or whatever. Was 5, and, and yeah, right. There's just pallets and there's mm -hmm. truckloads of this shit coming in the US at a time. And it's a completely different market because you're just shuffling boxes. Where here, we're making these things one at a time. It feels more of a hand process. It's not, you know, they're made, they're finished, they're assembled, they're tested. There's a whole, 
you know, a, it's a small group of people here. Not, it's not a factory that's two football fields long. Almost every time, <laughs> everything everyone says is right, depending on your frame of reference. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the issue. So you need to kind of like figure out what it means, negative or positive. It all means something. Elon would have a good one to go on this one right yeah, now. Think because, so? Yeah, for making cars. So? Absolutely. He'd have a good one, you know. About that production's hard. Yeah, that's just thing. Yeah, everything really like bashing. Everything's Tesla. right till it's wrong. I don't know something. You know, they have something definitely. Yeah. He comes up with some good ones sometimes. Sometimes just check his Twitter Twitter feed. Yeah, he's got <laughs> yes. some tweets. Anyway, everyone, thank you for watching, listening to our blabber today. Take care of yourselves. Thanks.